Good morning. Welcome to worship at Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you are visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here visiting with us. Uh, we do have visitors cards in the pew if you'd like to take one. You'll just drop it in the offering plate as that comes by, and we'd appreciate you doing that for us. Uh, just a few announcements to share with you all today. Um, the flowers that are placed on the altar today are given in honor of Pastor Appreciation Day. Uh, Gary and I would like to say thank you so much for um, your love and your encouragement and support of us. It, it truly does mean so much, so thank you so much. Uh, we are collecting an offering for world hunger today as well as your bread bank. So if you checked out a bread bank, uh, be sure to turn that back into the cart that's in the atrium. Uh, We'd appreciate you doing that for us. If you have signed up for Grief Share or interested in participating in Grief Share, um, it's not too late to become involved in that, but Gary does need your money for your book uh, as soon as possible. So if you could get that to him, he would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Grief Share will start meeting next Sunday. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in participating in, it's not too late. Uh, but Gary does need to be able to order your books, so please get him your money as soon as possible. A few prayer requests to share as well. Uh, we want to be praying for the family of Barbara Fogelman. Uh, Miss Barbara passed away uh, this past Thursday, and that is the aunt of Kevin Schoolcraft and Gail Hickman. And they're going to be having a graveside service this afternoon at uh, Turner's Chapel Cemetery. So we want to be praying for them. Uh, Larry Wicker is having chemo and radiation treatments for the next six weeks. Uh, so we want to be lifting him up in prayer. And then also Miss Ann Marks will be having a procedure done tomorrow morning at UNC. Uh, and so we want to be remembering her in prayer as well. Would you go to God with me now? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we have entered into this time of worship. God, I pray that you would help us to find um, that quiet space in our hearts that we need to go to so that we can worship you today, God. God, just quiet everything else that may be going on in our minds and um, just anything that would prevent us from worshiping you. We just pray that you would take that away so that we can think solely about you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
It's, um, they, they do an amazing job. And I'm having to stall to get Gina time to get on to the other side. Hymn number 445. Let's stand as we sing Sweet Hour of Prayer. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all your many, many blessings, dear Lord. And we come today stained with sin, knowing, dear Lord, that only you can cleanse us white as snow. Dear Lord, thank you. We ask that you bless and accept these tithes and these offerings to be used for thy will and service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
hymn number 446, Take Time to Be Holy. Good morning. I see that. That's so cool. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. All right. Well, I have something I'm going to read to you really quick, okay? Try to guess what all these things have in common. A text message, sign language, a phone call, and a walkie-talkie. What do all those things have in common, Morgan? A type of communication. That's right. These are all things people use to communicate with each other. But how do people communicate with God? How do you communicate with God? What do you think? What? Okay, we can pray to God, right? That's how we can communicate to God. You do have a baby sister. And we can even teach your baby sister how to pray to God. That is so important. So... 
Yeah, well, we got to teach her a little bit first, but we'll get there. Um, so prayer is between you and God. When you pray, you're actually talking to the God of the universe. Can you guys imagine that? You're talking to this great big God who made the world and made you. The God who placed the stars in the sky and brings the sun up every morning. That's quite a thought, right? Well, in this book, it teaches us that you can learn to pray. And in this book, it has so many different things that um, we can learn to pray about. But the fa my favorite thing that this book teaches us is um, what is prayer. So prayer is talking to God and hearing him talk to you. It really is simple. Prayer is telling God how you're feeling and what's on your mind. Sometimes prayer means just being still and quiet. It is thinking about God and listening to his voice in your heart. Now, where can you pray? Where do you think you can pray? Okay, well. Um, anywhere you can want to pray at. Anywhere you want to pray at, that's right. You can pray at school. You can pray at home. You can pray here at church. You can pray when you're in the car with your mommy and daddy. You can pray when you're in the bathtub or when you're in the shower. You can pray anywhere, any time of day. God is always listening to you. And then I want to leave you with this last part. It says this. Who is your closest friend? What would happen if you could never talk to that person again? Just like you cannot have a relationship with a friend without talking and listening, you cannot have a relationship with God without talking and listening to Him. The most important reason we pray is so that we can know God. Pastor Gary is going to be talking about praying today and how important it is for our families to pray. And so I want you guys to be challenged this week to pray with your families, to pray with your mom and dad, to pray with your brother and sister, and to just take a moment out of your busy day to just talk to God because it is so, so important. And like Lila said, you can pray anywhere, anytime. Okay? Can we do that this week? Yeah, so the pumpkins that are right out here, is that the pumpkins? Uh -huh. Yeah. I have three, I got, I got two at home, but they're... You got they're, one that you gave away? Um, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Um, um, so Lila brought up a good point, boys and girls. There are pumpkins out here that you guys made in Awana. And those pumpkins we can take to people who are sick or at home, haven't been to church um, in a while, just to remind them that they're loved by the people at Flat Springs Baptist Church, right? We can do that. Yeah, and I have, um, and those pumpkins are for the people that will not, that are not good. Yeah, so they're not feeling good. One is for Papa, and I have one for who was sitting with me, and it's okay. Uncle Jerry back there. Uncle Jerry, yeah. Yeah, and it's a purple one because Aunt Judy, my wife, 
Yeah. Purple too. So and she likes purple. Today, the one that I just got today was for Daniel's dad. Because They're laughing because they love you. And I love that you shared that with me this morning. And that's a great reminder. Because this is yes. bad. Mm -hmm. That's a good reminder. If, um, Daniel's dad had a heart attack yesterday and the day, day after. That's bad. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that is good to know. And we're glad that we have those pumpkins that we can take to people. Um, to remind them that God does love them. That's right. Thank you, Lila. Okay, we're going to say a prayer, okay? Can you guys say a prayer with me? Yeah, okay. God, I thank you so much for these children, and God, I thank you that they want to share, and they want to know, want others to know what is on their hearts, God. We love that about them. God, I just pray that you be with us this week, and that you would... Um, be listening as we talk to you, God. And I pray that these kids and their families would be challenged by that this week and that they would spend more time getting to know you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'll be reading from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. You received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue to live as Christ's people. Sink your roots in him and build on him. Be strengthened by the faith that you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. Be careful not to let anyone rob you of this faith through a shallow and misleading philosophy. Such a person follows human traditions and the world's way of doing things rather than following Christ. All of God's lives in Christ's body, all, all of God lives in Christ's body and God has made you complete in Christ. Christ is in charge of every ruler and authority. Good morning. Would you pray with me? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the rain that is falling. And sometimes, Lord, it takes dryness to help us to appreciate the rain. We come today and we pray, God, that you would bless our mess. No doubt, Lord, today there's someone here who would say, I'm in a mess. We pray for your blessing. There are messy circumstances around us. There are people that we love that may not be doing exactly what would please you, oh God. And we pray for your blessing. We pray, God, that you would use us as instruments to remind them and encourage them 
to challenge them and to love them into your will and into your way. We pray, oh God, that you might help us with a world that's in a mess, a world that is stained with sin, a world where every day we hear some outlandish story of violence, of man's inhumanity to his fellow man. We hear of wars and rumors of war. We hear anger almost on every corner of every street. We pray, Lord, that we might see our fellow man not as black men or white men, but as men created in your image. We pray, God, that we would not judge one another by those things that divide us, but instead we would see with your eyes that people need the Lord. And you've given us as church that awesome responsibility and privilege to share your love, to carry the good news into the brokenness of a world, into the moral decay of a world, into the insensitivity and the greed of a world, and to sing as children, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Lord, we who are people of this book, and people who've been touched by your power and your grace, we've been forgiven of our sins through Jesus Christ, who paid for our sin, and we have said yes when the Holy Spirit knocked upon our heart's door. Help us to be about your business. So, Lord, we pray, bless our mess. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.
Thank you, instruments of Christ. I couldn't help but think, you know, by the way, I missed y'all last week. Where were you? I hope you were here. But I couldn't help but think I've just been inundated with so many thoughts, which may make you a little nervous this morning. Um, but as Nettie was leading the instruments of Christ, uh, she's been doing that ever since I've been here. And what a fateful gift and how many children she's touched. And Kathy has been doing the angel choir. Luann and has been doing FSYC 10 years, 11 years. I, the, the longevity of folks through difficult times sometimes. I couldn't help but think as the choir was singing. You tell, you tell I got a lot on my mind today, okay? I ain't got there yet, but we'll get there. I couldn't help but think, what a wonderful inventory. That when you begin every morning to pray, God, make me more like you. And when I end the day and lay down before I go to sleep, I'm going to ask you, God, to evaluate me and ask me, am I a little more like you? Or am I still a whole lot just like me? So let me ask us this question this morning before we read our scripture. How many of us today would like for God to... Hubert Garner. Hey, Hubert. Hubert's sitting back here. That was, that was good to see. Uh, sorry, that just hit me all at once. I just had to do that. So. Now I've got to remember where I was going with that. Oh, how many of us would say we really want to change? We really would like, when we come next Sunday to worship, we would like to say we've come a little different. We'll come a little. Let me tell you what Satan will say. Go and enjoy the worship. Listen to the music. In fellowship with one another. Enjoy each other's company. Listen to the sermon. The preacher might have something funny to say. Enjoy that. He might have a good thought. Think about that for, oh, I don't know, five minutes. But whatever you do, don't change. Don't, don't seriously consider doing something altogether different in your life, in your parenting, in your husband-wifing, in your work. Don't, don't, don't do that. I remember years ago hearing a sermon about the shepherds when they had come to, to see Jesus, and it says they departed and went back to the fields. And the, the title of the sermon was... New men back at old jobs. I love that title. Think about that. Could we go back this week by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, altering and changing some things about us that we might be different people? Because, folks, that's what we need to do. The Holy Spirit needs to encounter us today in worship, and he needs to begin to change us. So I ask us one more time before we start, how many of us want to change? It's a good question. 
Our text is Ephesians chapter 3. The title of our message is Family Prayer, a model for prayer, prayer for the family. We, it was reported this morning during our business meeting, and we're helping in so many ways. By the way, we are caught, we're postponing gross, the Gross Farms trip. We are going to postpone the trip because of the weather today. Youth, note that, that we are postponing that trip today. But, um, and with that, I lost that thought. So let me, let me bring us back to our text today. Uh, Ephesians, as we talk about prayer for the family, I know I got my point again. It was mentioned during the business meeting that they have reported at our community college in Lee County that there are more single moms enrolled in CCCC than ever before. Do you hear that? Did you hear that? I don't think you heard that. I've been preaching on family. I'm going to keep on preaching on family because the family's in trouble. And we just read that more single moms than ever before trying to get an education, trying to take care of a family. We need to be praying, family. We need to be praying. And Paul, in the midst of this beautiful, this week I went back as I had a chance to sit sometimes in the woods this week and, and I just read the book of Ephesians a couple of times this week. And Paul, as he's introducing himself to this church at Ephesus, and he's trying to help them understand, he's encouraging them to be the church. And that's what I want to do. I want to encourage us to understand that when the Holy Spirit starts in our heart, it's going to affect in a positive way our family. And when our families are stronger, our church will become stronger. And when our church is stronger, we'll have a greater influence in our community. And when we have a greater influence in our community, the gospel will find its way into more hearts, into more lives, and there'll be more people in the kingdom of God. And so Paul, in the middle of this, encouraging them and reminding them how the gospel has come and how there's power in the gospel, in the middle of, of his sharing, he pauses and he offers this prayer. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14, and it ends with verse 21. If you're able, let me invite you to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of God's holy word. Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Every family in heaven and on earth is named. That according to the riches... Of his glory. Now that's something we just read right over. But not today. He may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being. I want to read that one more time. That according to the riches of his glory. He may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell 
in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, that's temple measuring language, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he ends his prayer this way, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Pray with me. God, I've been asking myself, do I want to change? And the first answer is, well, I'm in church, yes. But sometimes, Lord, the real answer is, well, not too much. wonder what our church would look like if Sunday after Sunday this altar were to fill up with people coming praying for you to work a work in us, to do far more than we can imagine through the richness of your abundant glory. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Thank you, you may be seated. Do you think much about prayer? Have you thought a whole lot about it? I read this this week and uh, it's old, but I still like it. The prayer of Cyrus Brown, it's a poem. The proper way for a man to pray, said Deacon Lamuel Keys, and the only proper attitude is down upon his knees. No, I should say the way to pray, said Reverend Dr. Wise, is standing straight with outstretched arms and wrapped in upturned eyes. Oh, no, 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 said Elder Slow. Such posture, it's too proud. A man should pray with eyes fast closed and head contritely bowed. It seems to me his hands should be as sternly clasped in front with both thumbs pointing toward the ground, said Reverend Dr. Blunt. Last year, I fell in Hodgkin's well. Head first, said Cyrus Brown. With both my heels a sticking up, my head a pointing down. And I made a prayer right then and there. The best prayer I've ever said, the prayingest prayer I've ever prayed was a standing on my head. And that's pretty good, I think. How do you pray? Do you think much about your position in prayer? And I'm not just speaking physically. That phrase, it, it just grabbed me. According to the riches of his glory. Paul in talking to God said, I want us to understand that what has happened in the gospel, that what God has done is just the tip of the iceberg 
to for what God wants to do. Let me ask this question. How rich is God? You think God's hurting? Is God pretty rich? You think God's well off? Is God in trouble? Well, if, if we believe that Sunday after Sunday, that every time we read the scripture, if every time we've studied anything, <coughs> there is this call from God for us to connect to him in order that he might bless us, in order that we might become a blessing. If we believe that, if we believe that's the plan, then we need to ask, how rich is God? Why do we want to tie our wagon to him, as it were? Why do we want to connect? Why would we want to invest our future in God? And of course, I would ask, why wouldn't you? I think it would be a foolish person if you had the creator of the universe, the knower of all, the giver of all, the only place where ultimate reality and eternity exist. Why wouldn't you want to hook your wagon there? How rich is God? The psalmist says, the cattle on a thousand hills are his. As far as, remember the conversation he had with Job as he began to describe how he created everything? It's all his. He knows everything. He knows you. And he knows me. He knows us. He knows how we've answered that question do we want to change? Do we want to be more like him? Do we want to walk closer to him? <coughs> I heard a quote se several weeks ago, and it just really spoke to me. It's an old quote. It's from St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the early church fathers from millenniums gone by. But it's one of those nuggets I want you to listen to it. At first, it may be a little hard in your ears, but listen to it and think about it because I'm going to make a suggestion after we digest it just a moment. Are you ready? Pray like everything depends on God. Amen? Y'all mumbled. I heard a little something out there. That one's okay, right? Here's the one that's going to beat in your ears a little bit. Pray like everything depends on God. Work like everything depends on you. Did you hear that? Pray like everything depends on God. Because it does. And work like everything depends on you. Because in your world, it does. Now, I want to make a suggestion to you. That if you could think of those two things in the vertical and the horizontal. If the vertical is going up to God and the horizontal is between you and me. It is at the very section where the understanding that we must pray. I did not say think about prayer or study prayer or occasionally think about prayer. 
I said, pray, pray, pray. I said, pray, like pray. <laughs> not, not just a mental exercise, oh, I'll I, I pray for you. Confession's good for the soul. How many of you ever told somebody you'd pray for them and you really didn't? Pray, pray. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Pray, pray. Understand that prayer is that connection. It is your walkie-talkie. It is that conversation. It is that place where you're going to intersect God. God's word will give you the understanding, but it is through the prayer of a person who loves God and is sold out to God that we connect to God. That's the place. It's through prayer. And it's in our back pocket. It goes with, it's on our mind. It's in our heart. It's, it's a breath away. It's always right there. And sometimes we make it through a day, a week, without really praying. It is at that place where prayer and our work intersect where they connect when my prayer is God I want you to use me and I want to be an instrument of yours I want to do everything I do to your glory and I'm willing to do what it takes to get me there I'm willing to study what I need to study I'm willing to sacrifice what I need to sacrifice I'm willing to change my priorities in order to intersect you at that moment at that place that's where the kingdom of God that's where stuff happens. That's where the earth and heaven collide. That's where your peace is found. That's where your joy is found. That's where your hope is found in those places. When our work, when our attitude, when our spirit. He says, he wants us to understand what he's talking about when he says that you may grant to be strengthened with power through God's Spirit in your inner being, in your inner being. How do we strengthen that inner being? I'm glad you asked. It's through praise. Paul ends this passage with praise. H have we praised God yet? Let me ask us. That's a real question. Have we praised Him yet? Do, do you remember what we sang right before they brought the offering back down here? Did you remember those words? Did you just sing them? I, I, sometimes I'm going to tell you confessionally, my mind is going about what's going to go next. Sometimes we, you know, we change it up up here and I'm getting old, so i got to remember, am I supposed to go up? Or am I, and I'm sitting here and, I'm, and we're singing, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, ye heavenly host. Praise Father. Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. Did we praise today? Have you praised God today? Do you know what hollow worship is? Hollow worship. It's coming and sitting in the very presence of Almighty God and never intersecting Him through praise. Never connecting with Prayer is the place for praise. Someone, uh, I think it's uh, Tomlin who's got a song, Praise is the Highway. 
It's the way we get to God. It's the way we move from where we are. Sometimes, what what problems did you bring here today? Is there any problem here in in the church house today? Probably one, maybe two. Maybe everybody's got one or two. Will you give it to God? Will you ask God how to deal with it? Will you ask God how to intersect? And will you do that through praise? You see, we haven't really connected if we don't praise. Sports is a perfect example. Sports is a wonderful example of, of praise. You know, that's, what, that's really what sports is all about, it's praise. You know, that's what it's about. We want to go. I heard someone say that a, a football game was 22 people desperately needing rest being watched by 50,000 people desperately needing exercise. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, but why do we go? Why do why do we? You know, you know. I'm a Braves fan. It's kind of hard that last game with the Cardinals. What in the world? What in what in the world? But why do we go? Why 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 when you're sitting there? If you you ever been to a ball game? You ever been to a baseball game? And you're sitting there and you're you're just talking and everybody. Oh, it's nice. Isn't this a beautiful field? And all of a sudden that guy cracks that ball and it starts toward the going out of the park. And what happens? If it's a home team now, okay, if it's a home team, the whole place goes up, right? You know what they're doing? They're praising a home run. That's what they're doing. They're praising. You want to learn how to praise? Go watch your home team hit a home run. That's how you praise. You get excited. You connect. You say, wow, that's amazing. Did you see how far he hit that ball? Man, did he knock the cover off of that thing. And you get excited. You get excited over a baseball being hit with a wooden bat, but you would have thought somebody just saved the world. Why? Because praise, praise rises up. Church, let our praise rise up before God. Let's praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. And he'll change our world. He'll change our world. You know how I know he'll change our world? He said he would. And he's trustworthy. You can count on him doing what he said he'll do. Oh, prayer. It's that wonderful, wonderful place where we connect with God. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference in how we live and what we do and where we go. Prayer is for God to dwell within us. Pray like everything depends on God. Pray like everything depends on God. You know, I'm, I'm here today and I've got a little knee issue. And I'm really concerned about my left knee. But I'm totally ignoring my right knee. You know why I'm totally ignoring my right knee? Because it feels fine. Doesn't hurt a bit. You know how we are? God, I don't need to pray today. Everything's working. I just ignore that part. But Lord, if you could take care of this left knee, I sure would be obliged. He wants us to understand. He talks about being rooted and grounded in our faith. Not just a come to me when you need something, but a constant connection. A constant connection. Uh, I've been amazed twice this week. 
uh, I got a new phone. It doesn't look that much different, in my opinion, than my last phone. But I've had two people come up and say, you got a new phone. Isn't it strange what we notice? Isn't it odd what we notice? Now, these are two folks that I'm with a lot, and they care about me, and they pay more, probably more attention to me than I know. That's okay. I like that. But wouldn't it be great if the world were to say, you're living differently. You got a new prayer plan. You got a new praise plan. Something's different about you. I see something that's different. That's where that work part comes in. Pray like everything depends on God, but work, work like it all depends on us. He talks about giving us strength and wisdom. Well, why do we need strength and wisdom if we're not going to do anything? Have you thought about that? Why, why would we need strength and wisdom if we're just going to keep on doing what we've always done, being what we've always been? It makes no sense, does it? To do what God has called us to do, the work of a believer is our call. Now we know that the work of a teacher is to teach. And we know that the work of a construction worker is to construct. We know the work of a Walmart employee is to work at Walmart, or at least to be at Walmart. We know the work of a volunteer in school is to volunteer in the school. We know the work of a politician, well, I don't know about that. We'll just go by that one. We know the work of a farmer is to farm. Do we know what the work of a believer is? A follower of Christ. A lover of God. It is to love the Lord, our God. It is to share his love and to show his love, to demonstrate his love by how we live, by walking with him. I want to give us two verses to close this morning. It's a challenge. It's the... It's, the negative, and then I'm going to come back to the positive. The negative is this. Galatians 6, 7, Paul later in another book says, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. God's not fooled. God's not, you're not pulling the wool over God's eyes. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whatever one, wherever we put our work. You can't say I'm a teacher. I just don't ever go to school and I don't ever teach. If you're a believer... You've got to reap that of a believer. Jesus, in giving this great passage in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 15 through 24, says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And the answers are no and no. So every healthy tree bears good fruit. That's our work. Every healthy tree bears good work, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. In that vein, he says this in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
to me, that's where that intersection of pray like everything depends on God and work like everything depends on me takes place. Listen to it again. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. And on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, do mighty works in your name? Attend the Baptist church in your name. Be on a committee in your name. You can fill in a lot of things there. And then I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of lawlessness. And then he goes on in the next part of that parable, and I'm just going to read the first part. You remember this parable well. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, the second time he said do them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. In closing this morning, pray like everything depends on God. Work like everything depends on you. If God blesses Flat Springs Baptist Church, his blessings are great. If we as his people work, as he has equipped us to do, blessed us to do, given us resources to do, then there's nothing we can't do. As we face the future. Families. I want you to know I pray for you and I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to do a better job. I need to pray for you more. It's tough out there. It's tough out there. It's difficult. There's probably somebody here right now with some real stress and strain in your world and your family right now. I know that. I need to pray for you more. We need to pray for one another more. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But I've got good news. I've got wonderful news. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. The answer is right here in this church. Because this is where you come and when you praise God and you encounter God and you intersect with God and you connect with God and you leave this building more committed than ever before that tonight when you lay down your head you're going to say, Lord, make me more like you and less like me. My last question. Do you want to change? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, in this moment where we're going to open up your altar and we're going to invite whosoever will to come. Lord, next Sunday we're going to disturb the baptismal waters. I'm excited about baptism next Sunday. There may be someone else, Lord, who needs to be a part of that. There may be someone, Lord, who's already been baptized, but they know that song, I've wandered far away from home, but today I'm coming home. <laughs> oh, Lord, you know the heart, you know the need. There may be someone here today who needs to come to this altar and pray for a coworker or a friend or a family member. There may be someone here today who needs to come and pray for themselves. There may be someone here today who needs to come and pray for their family in a circumstance, in a situation. Oh God, they come just to you. 
because they are convinced that everything, Lord, everything depends on you. And so you hear us when we pray. And whether we come to the altar today or whether we make our seat, our altar, Lord, it doesn't matter our posture of prayer. It just matters our prayer. And when we pray and we work together, Lord, if we work alone, it does us no good. You'll say to us, depart from me, I never knew you. If we pray alone and don't work, it does us no good. It's hollow words. But when we pray and when we work and we connect right there, your Holy Spirit meets us. Our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to remind us right before we sing of one last thought. The vertical. Pray like everything depends on God. The horizontal. Work like it all depends on you. That makes a cross. It is at that place that Jesus hung on that cross as he prayed to the Father for you and for me. Today, do we want to change? Need to change? Is there something? Is God's Spirit encouraging your spirit to make some real life-changing decision for him? A big one. A little one right now would you do so as we stand together and say
It is so good to be in God's house today. Thank you for your presence here. And now as we're about to depart into his world, there is much to do. So I go inviting you to pray as though everything depends on God. And to work as though everything depends on you and me as we pray for one another. I do want to ask that if you are part of our outdoor ministry that's coming May the 9th, uh, I think we've got a meeting Tuesday. I'm going to Steve. Will you meet, if, if you're part of that committee, will you meet right down here with Steve for one second to make sure we got a, a meeting this Tuesday night? And, and Steve's going to let me know. He, he thinks we do, and I think we do too. So if you're part of that, just meet long enough that we can make sure that that meeting will take place this Tuesday as we continue. And I hope you're praying for that. Thank you for these beautiful flowers. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to walk beside you as your pastor uh, with our staff uh, in this community. Uh, I know we're praying for our community. We know some upheaval is taking place, and I do pray for that, for God to be glorified in whatever that looks like when it all comes down. But I know this. God has planted a church in this spot in 1905, and this church is going to keep doing his will and his work until he comes and calls us to go with him. So whatever the opportunities come our way or don't come our way, may God be with us as we go. And as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be his people in the midst of all his people. Would you pray with me? God, go with us. Go in us. Go through us. Go before us. Go behind us. Go over top of us and underneath us. Oh God, go with us. In Jesus' name.